0: Wilson in the backfield with Cephas Johnson. Now they go empty. Back to throw as Johnson has some time. Steps, throws. Pass, intercepted. Picked off by Eric Lee. 15, 10, Lee, 5. Touchdown Nebraska. It's a pick 6 by Eric Lee.
1: I think the biggest thing is just an attitude change. I had a lot of bad habits just from the way Mike Riley had his system and how Coach Frost wanted his thing so it took me a little while to discard all those bad habits and once I saw what it took to get on the field and things like that and I got to see like where we were going especially after a game like Ohio State where we we're just so close you just have no choice your brain just tells you like just do what he says because he knows what he's doing and I've just been doing that ever since
0: that's another edition of our Cornhusker conversation so we welcome in Nebraska safety Eric Lee well uh ready set go for you uh, in, in game one I had to feel to you know just get out there and, and play but I know the circumstances probably aren't the best with Deontay going down but they said six you're in and, and here you go how did that feel to just get out there and play some football
1: uh, I mean, it felt good just to be able to help contribute for a Husker win. Um, definitely excited to make some plays. And, I mean, all around it was just an unbelievable experience, and I'm just looking forward to working for this next week.
0: What are the emotions of the first game? I mean, there's so much buildup. You guys are going through a long fall camp, long offseason. Everybody wants to play every snap. But what's what's kind of the emotion of the first one compared to all the rest?
1: Uh, I think the biggest thing is that we're just tired of hitting our, our teammates every play uh, I mean, you got to look at fall camp, and it's just a month of just grueling with the same person every day. So just being able to finally go hit something different, uh, people definitely trying to bring the oomph a little more than usual.
0: It's it's uh, kind of refreshing to be able to sit here and have this conversation with you because those first game, our fans haven't seen any of the freshmen. They haven't seen any of the Juco. So that's where all their eyes go. But here we are talking to a guy who's been around a really long time. Mm-hmm. How much validation do you have you know, of everything that you've been through after? you know a few years here in the program to to have something like that happen on Saturday and now you know you're going to be one of the guys you know as long as Deontay's on the shelf.
1: Yeah um, I mean first and foremost we hope Deontay can get back as soon as possible but and just like I said before I'm just excited to help the team in any form of fashion whether it's just being on all four special teams or just playing defense or going to corner just playing whatever needed to help get the win. Let's go to
0: fall camp. I mean, I know it's just a grind. And you know, after about four or five of them, you're just kind of sick of it. But what was kind of your mindset heading in after a summer? You had another year with Coach Duvall. What were you really individually just trying to focus on in fall camp to put yourself in this position right here?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing was just getting stronger, getting faster. Um, I'm a bigger DB, so just may, being able to maintain that change of direction and continue to have speed on top of just putting more and more muscle on top of myself. So, I mean, Coach Strop and Coach Duval did a tremendous job with that, and I think mean, I think the, everyone can see the whole team just looks different physically, and they look really good.
0: You had to bounce around positions. Where did it start? You know, of the conversation mm-hmm. of switching from corner to safety, and then once you were going to make the move, the work that you realized that was going to have to go into making that switch.
1: Um, I mean, we talked about it a little bit towards the end of the season last year. So, I mean, once we got back here in January, start meeting with the people that were still here, like Deontay, Markel Desmue, Eli Sullivan, Reed Carl. Just start meeting with them a little more, just start watching more film, just see how their brains work. And, I mean, the biggest thing that I struggled with initially is just motion, seeing, predicting what could happen and things like that. So just being able to learn under those guys, they've helped a tremendous amount.
0: The other thing that's difficult and and I think we kind of lose perspective on sometimes is you spent a long time in another scheme and so they you know everybody coaches differently. How how difficult was it for you to maybe I don't want to say forget but you know de-apply I guess is the right word of what you've been learning and then focus on everything else that these new guys are telling you what to do.
1: Yeah I mean mean, the biggest thing that's helped is just being able to have a year two with Coach Fish just because his techniques haven't changed so you just be able to First, I mean, I feel like last year we're just kind of learning his techniques. Now we really honing in on our craft when, it come, when we were working on it this fall camp. And a lot of people aren't thinking about, oh, I should play like this or play like that. They're just naturally just playing. They're not thinking. So that kind of takes that element out of it.
0: What's the attitude in the safety room? To me, it's so interesting. Last year, we have three senior guys, and, the, and two of them had been around for forever. And then we get this new guy comes in, who's the only one on the team that knows the system, and Trey right. Neal, which was a little backwards. And now we've got a, you know, a whole new crop with, mm-hmm. with Deontay, who you know didn't play a ton last year. And Markel, who, like yourself, has been waiting for a chance. What's kind of the, the mood just in the back end right now?
1: Um, I mean, all three of us, no, um, all three of us are just excited to be out there. Um, we're not in, I mean, we, we've we all had to wait our turn to make our plays and we're just excited that it's our time to make plays and we're just going to capitalize on every opportunity we can.
0: One of the most frequently asked questions for you this week is you're going back home to, mm-hmm. to play at Colorado. Yeah. Um, I know you're not from Boulder, but you know from relatively close to there, what's the feeling just going there and knowing you're going to have so many family and friends there watching you play football again when maybe it's, it's not as easy for them to get to Lincoln?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've had people since January ask me about tickets and things like that, so I'm just excited to go back out there. Um, I'm excited to go compete against Boulder. They have a phenomenal team out there, and Coach uh, Mel Tucker's great, and I'm just excited to go out there and then afterwards see family and friends. It'll be it'll be awesome all-around experience.
0: I know you know way way back in your recruiting, they're they're probably interested in you. But what do you remember most about that process, the recruiting process of you know maybe getting your first letter and going, oh man, this is you know schools are interested in me, and they want me. How
1: was that process for you? Um, I mean it's a crazy process. I mean, I mean I think my first letter was from like the University of Oregon. I just thought it was like the craziest thing ever. And then just as you start seeing like more and more letters accumulate, and you kind of see coaches coming by to talk to you, it's kind of like wow, like. Like maybe I like, maybe I can make it at this level. It's crazy to see like coaches are thinking that highly of me to play at their institution. So I mean, all around it's a crazy experience. But just being humble is the the hardest part of it sometimes. And
0: it's funny for us watching the recruiting stories because some of you guys end up coming here, some of you don't. It's you know you you make the best decision for yourself. But for you and Avery, I remember you guys were the first yep. people that Mike Riley went to see. Do you ever like? Does that ever get brought up or do you think think back to that at all, all the way back to when, you know, Mike Riley was, was just yeah. coming here and you're trying to figure out, okay, well, what's this gonna be like?
1: Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing was just I mean, when Avery and I stepped on campus, what made it kinda easy is that nobody knew what to expect, so everyone's kinda on on the same page and I mean, Coach Riley is a great coach, and forever thankful that he allowed me to come here and play for this coaching staff and play for his coaching staff in this one. So, I mean, recruiting process is crazy, and I don't know; it's just hard to put into words sometimes.
0: Let's rewind even further. Where did football start for you? I mean, some people pick it up. I mean, we're talking with Acel a little while longer. He didn't even want to start playing until high school. Where, where did it start for you? Where did your love for the game come from?
1: Um, I think. As far as I can remember, it's always kind of been, we've always just had some type of football in the house. And when I was uh, living out in Milton, uh, Milton, Mass., uh, I remember I got a letter, like a little take-home letter, and it was about a tryout for like this Pop Warner team. I told my dad I wanted to do it, and ever since then I've been playing. So, I mean, it started at a very young age, and hopefully you can escalate past this level as well.
0: It's always fun asking you guys about your dads too, because they always like you know have that influence yeah. on you. What's your relationship like with him? I know you talked about him a little after the game on Saturday, but what's your relationship like with him, and what's it you know been like for him watching you through this journey?
1: Uh, um, we have a pretty good relationship. We probably talk two, three times a week, just giving a rundown just what what's happening at practice, how I feel, and things like that. And for the most part, he just kept telling me to keep working, keep working. Um, to kind of help me set me up for school and just in terms of, hey, you need to do this and this in order to stay on track. And he's helped me choose graduate programs and things like that. So he's he's helped me set me up for success after football and in football. So I'm forever thankful for that.
0: And you're one of the guys that have graduated. What that mean to you to walk across that stage and get that thing handed to you?
1: Uh, it meant a tremendous amount because it always kind of feels – so far out of reach just while you're going through the process. Like, oh, 60 credits left. Oh, now I have 50 credits left. But when you're finally able to attain that degree, I mean, there's no feeling like it. So excited to earn my second degree hopefully this spring and finish my master's program.
0: You still have a, a lot of your story to write. There's yeah. still a, a chapter or two left. But when you think back to Nebraska, you're playing here, what you, what are you going to remember? I mean, what, when what, what, when you someone asks you you know, where you went to school, what are you going to tell them about this place?
1: Uh, I'm going tell them it is a special place, uh, the fans here are non-stop supportive, but for me personally it was a place that taught me either you can just lay down and just fold over or you can keep fighting, keep working and put your head down and I think that's probably one of the biggest ways I've taken away from here is just always keep fighting and just never fold over.
0: How much of that message then has permeated? You guys got a bunch of young pups back there, not just in the safety room, but corner as well. How, how much of that, you know, you fighting through adversity, Deontay not playing last year, Markel, like yourself, has been wait, waiting for his turn. How much of that do you, do you preach on those younger guys that it's not always going to be easy? You know, you're going to have to earn it every day.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just kind of just put that high school recruiting stuff in the past and just realize that you have all, a lot of other talented individuals coming in and what might not seem like your time, just don't rush it, don't leave, just keep fighting the coaches have your best interests all the time and just trust the coaching staff They'll always fit you in the right position.
0: One, we'll let you go with this one. One thing that it's always fun asking the players is, you know, around the media, they've got their own expectation and everything. Now that you have a game under your belt, you went through fall camp, you're with these guys every day, what what are you expecting? You know, obviously you win every game, but when you talk about goals and aspirations, what you want out of the season, what those conversations typically entail?
1: Um, First thing, we just like to take it a week at a time. But obviously, being able to take a trip to Indianapolis and compete for a Big 10 championship, that's definitely on a lot of people's minds. So. We know what that's going to entail. Um, we weren't perfect uh, this past Saturday, and we know that. And coaches have make corrections is up to us to so make sure we fix them and then execute the game plan they have for us weekly. Eric,
0: it was a lot of fun watching on Saturday, man. Having all that fun out there with your teammates was so cool. Let's hope there's a lot of more moments like that. Thanks for sitting down with us lesson. It was a lot of fun.
1: Appreciate you. Thanks for having me.